Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Welcome everybody to church. Welcome Faith Life. We just also want to welcome all those that are viewing from overseas and around the country. Today, we are believing that your breakthrough is just about to happen. We believe as you are watching this, as the Holy Spirit is working in and through your life, you're going to get a breakthrough. I believe today that God is going to amplify your voice. That some of you, you feel like, man, hey, I've got a soft voice. Some of you feel like uh, no one wants to hear me or, or you feel like every time that you speak that nothing ever happens. Well, the good news today is that the Holy Spirit is right on your case today. The Holy Spirit is right here today. And I believe that God is going to amplify the faith voice that's inside of you. God never intended for us to live by reason. God never intended for us to live by labor and hard work and um, trial and error and guessing. God created us to be men and women of faith, extraordinary faith, faith that goes beyond any reason, that goes beyond any circumstances. See, you and I are called believers. Jesus never said, I'm going to call you Christians or I'm going to call you clean people. Jesus calls us believers. And when we, because we are called believers, believers live by the faith of God that God's put inside of them. See, you and I are so privileged, we are so honored that when we got born again, there was a transfer that happened. It was a transfer of the God kind of faith was put into us. So therefore, you and I, were originally designed to live by, read by, see by, think by faith. So we see things differently. We see differently for a person that is bound by reason, where this says, I have to feel it, I have to touch it, I have to smell it, I have to experience it before I give myself the permission to enter it in. You and I are not like that. See, you and I were not given the Thomas kind of faith. You and I were not given the reason type of faith. What was interesting about Thomas was this, is that Thomas said this when the disciples said to him, hey, we've seen Jesus. Jesus is alive. He's no longer where we set him in the cave. He's no longer in the tomb, but he is risen. And Thomas said this. He goes, I will not believe. So what Thomas was doing, he says, Thomas was doing this. I've got something, but I'm refusing to let it out. I believe something, but I'm the one putting a stop to it. He says, unless I can touch him, unless I can take my finger and put it through his hand where the nail went through, and where I can take my hand and put it into his side where the spear went through, I will not believe. And then Jesus comes on the scene, and Thomas has this repentance moment. The word repentance is this is you come back to the original. 
So when you repent, means that you've gone off on the side. You've gone somewhere where you shouldn't be. You've gone somewhere where God hasn't directed you. You've gone somewhere where the Holy Spirit hasn't planted you. You go back, and then Thomas starts to repent. And then Jesus says this amazing thing. It was this. He goes, Thomas, you believe is because you let your reason dictate. And, and it wasn't just that, that God had to intervene to change Thomas's. But then he said this, Blessed are you who yet do not use your reason to believe, but you use your heart to believe. Because the heart is the organ of faith. And what we want to do today, what I believe God's speaking to you, is that you have the voice of faith. Right now, you have the voice of faith. You might not know it. You might have not experienced it. Or you might not have developed it. You might have it, but you've been either talked out of it or you feel like, well, I've stepped out and it didn't work, so I'm stepping back. Today, I believe this. You might have stepped out on faith yesterday and fallen flat on your face. You, you might have tried it last year, last decade, and said, it doesn't work. But the Bible says this, today's a brand new day. Today is a brand new day. The mercies of the Lord are brand new every day. You know what that means? Is that every single day, by the power and the might and the awesomeness of the Holy Spirit, you reset your day. In other words, it's like this, is that I reset. I might have failed yesterday, but today I'm not going to fail. Yesterday might have been a hard day, but today is going to be a brand new day. Today... I believe that God wants to reset you. Just as you were encouraged last time before our praise and worship, is that God wants to do a reset. So what you do is you go, I'm going to reset. I might have failed. I might have not understood. I might have gone out of the boat and sank. But today is a brand new day. And today, the Holy Spirit, and I, I am, I'm so powerful, I, I feel so encouraged in this myself, is that God is going to take your little voice and He's going to amplify it by faith. So today, every circumstance is going to change by the hearing of your voice. God's going to do something amazing because He hears your voice. Today, the great news is this, is whatever circumstance you might find yourself in, the way you change the circumstances is by the speaking of your own mouth. So what you have is God's word comes into you and then you speak it and circumstances change. I want to just let this spirit be in you. See, when Jesus walked the earth, he spoke and things changed. It was the voice of God. It was the voice of God. So when every time God spoke, something happened. There was faith in the voice of God. There was faith in the voice of the disciples when he sent them out. So what you find is that the voice of faith, and today I believe by the power of God that God is going to release your faith He's going to break the limitations of your faith. That there's going to be an absolute um, outpouring of what God has put inside of you. I, I want to just show you what the power of uh, the amplified voice of faith will do. The power 
of the amplified voice of God. So in other words, he says, before I share this, I just want to show you, the power is not, when we start talking about the voice of faith, it's not how many decibels can you speak, but it's in the power of your speech. I, I remember this, because this is going back to the early 80s. Um, we, I was just getting involved in youth ministry, and uh, hey, we, we didn't know much. We just had a lot of energy. We had a lot of um, determination, and we just started to dare to believe God. We were, you know, we did so. What we want, kind of overeducated in theology, but what we knew was we had the power of God, and um, we had this youth camp, and everything was going well until one day a bunch of our leaders were sitting around there having a coffee, and uh, uh, this youth came rushing in and says, oh, Ted, 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 um, he's manifesting, he's manifesting. And we just go, well, who's manifesting? Well, we went to the dorm, and there was this little kid. I mean, he would have come up to here to me, really skinny, uh, didn't resemble any kind of power and might. And we come into this dorm, and he's got a table by one leg, and he's lifting it up. His eyes have rolled back, and he's pure white, and his voice has changed, and he's just yelling abuse at everybody. And we go, wow, oh, Ted, what are you going to do? So we're all a bunch of leaders. We go, we don't know what to do. So what we did, what we knew. So we started to shout the name of Jesus. And we, we, we shouted, and there was no change. So what we thought was we need to shout even more. So we kept on shouting and shouting. So there was about four of our leaders, right? Now, we go after about 15 minutes of shouting. So what we did was every time there was no response, we shouted more. So it was more and more, and it got to a point that we all had to have certain breaks. So we would have a break, and then one leader would shout, then another one, and another one, until we were so hoarse that we couldn't speak. And then we, then there was a, we heard the door open, and our leader came in. Now this leader was name, his name was Gordon. Um, he was the leader of back then what was called Teen Challenge, and they used to work in the drug scene, in the prostitution scene. They would go out on the streets and deliver people, see amazing things. And he came in, and he actually looked a bit like Jesus. He had long gray hair, bushy beard. I mean, he was a tradie. He was a carpenter, so he's really well built. And he comes in and. And everybody moves for him. And, and all he did was this. He just looked at him in a peaceful, low-toned voice. Said, in Jesus' name, come out. And the kid dropped the table, did this. It started to cry, and he just started to say, thank you, Jesus, I'm free. Thank you, Jesus, I'm free. And all of a sudden, we realized we've spent close to half an hour of yelling till we were hoarse because we thought that the power of the voice is in the decibel. But what we learned that very night was the voice of our power of our voice is in faith, not in the decibels. What we realize is that the voice of faith is amplified by faith. So what happens is this, is that you might speak slowly, you might speak softly, you might speak with a stutter, you might speak in that kind of, I don't know if it's going to work, but 
It's not the voice. It's the voice of faith. And faith will take a little squeak. A faith will take a... A faith will just take that and amplify it. I want to to just show you. And this is also a picture of you this morning. Is this. In Mark chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, we find that in the beginning of Mark 5 is that Jesus comes out of the boat and he starts to come out of a boat. We're going to see a miracle. Now, this miracle that we are going to read just in a moment is what God wants you to know today. This is the word of God for you today. God wants you to know this. God wants you to experience this. God wants you to pass this on to as many people as possible. Now listen to this. This is in Mark chapter 5, verses 6 to 8. I'm going to read it to you out of the NIV version. It says this. So there was a demoniac there. There was a person that was struggling with demons. His problem was not a physical disease. It was spiritual. It was a spiritual manifestation of his life that had robbed him. It robbed him of a normal life with relationship with people. It robbed him of health. It robbed him of shelter. It robbed him of productivity. It robbed him that he wasn't building people. He was just surviving. And when this person with this demon inside of him, when he saw Jesus, look at verse 6 with me. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran. I want you to notice something. Is that every disease, every circumstances recognizes the power of God. Every circumstance recognizes the power of God. Every demon recognizes the power of God. Every sickness recognizes the power of God. Every lack represents and acknowledges the power of God. He says, when he saw Jesus from distance, he ran, fell on his knees in front of him. I want you to get this. So he sees Jesus as a distance, and he says this, that there's something inside of you that is greater than what I've got. There's something about you. So what does he do? There's his, his affliction, his restriction was attracted to the power of God. And when he saw Jesus from distance, he ran and fell on his front of him and he shouted at the top of his voice. I want you to notice is that this problem had to shout But you'll see something different about Jesus. And he shouted on the top of his voice, What do you want from me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Now, I want you to get this. Is that Jesus is at a distance. And he speaks. So the demon shouts... But Jesus speaks. So when Jesus saw him afar off, Jesus first saw him, he just said, come out of him. He didn't yell it. He didn't shout it. But here's the key. This is where you get this amazing, amazing principle that works in the kingdom of God is this. Is that Jesus just said, come out of him. And because faith, remember this, the voice of faith is is amplified. By faith. So the the voice of faith is amplified. So all Jesus had to do 
was speak. He, he was a soft spoken. He, Jesus said, listen, come out of him. And that was so amplified that the demon got scared and he starts to shout. So here's your key. Is your voice of faith is amplified by faith, not by human effort, not by you trying harder, not by you going, hey man, what else must I do? See, you and I are so blessed today. We are blessed because we can bless our families. We can bless our workplaces. We can bless everything that is put within our scope because we have the voice of faith. You might not be recognized, but your faith is going to get recognized. See, one of the things that we think is we need to just to kind of dismember it and remove it is that your faith is not determined by how good you look, how eloquent you are, how much you know. It's not the vessel, the appearance of the vessel that it comes out of. It's out of the heart that is in the vessel. See, faith is a product of the heart. It's not a product of anything else. So you see, you know what the it's amazing thing is this? is that Jesus put it this way. You'll find this in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, which, which is so, it's so well known as the transformation. This is where the transformation. God said, it is your body is transformed by the mind, and your mind is transformed by your spirit. It's never the way around. So what we do, we think, but if I can change my appearance, I can change the inside. If my outer looks good, then my voice will look good. But the Bible says this, is that your body is, going to be, is now controlled by your mind. And your mind gets controlled by your spirit. And the spirit, this is what Jesus said, I will put a brand new heart in you. I will put a brand new spirit within you right now. Accept this fact, that you have the spirit of faith inside of you. So Romans 12 says this, God says, if I, when I want to change you, when I want to channel your power into making a breakthrough for others is this, is that I don't change you from the outside to change the in. I give you a spirit of faith inside of you. And by that spirit of faith, by this new recreated spirit, you change your mind. And when you change your mind, it changes who you are. So your body is going to respond to this. Situations are going to respond to this. See, the moment that you change, your mind is changed by spirit thinking, your body starts to get healed. Your, your, everything inside of you, energy starts to come up. That is what we find in Romans 12, 1 and 2. It is God creates, gives you a brand new spirit that changes your mind and that you can see the evidence of that in your body. And so what you and I today need to understand, what we need to recognize, what we need to mature, what we need to not limit by external circumstances or external forces, is that you and I have the same as what Jesus had. Jesus' faith was amplified, that he could speak slowly and Things from afar could hear it. Do you realize how powerful that is? 
is that you no longer have to yell at things. You no longer have to convince things. Is that they respond to you. So you might have a little voice. That is why we have our children in our children's church praying for other children being healed. Because it's not the sound of the voice. It's not whether it's a male voice or a female voice. It is the voice of faith. And what God does is when faith comes out of a believer, it is amplified. So you have faith, you speak it, and God amplifies it so that to the thing that you are speaking to, it is a loud noise. It is a tremendous noise. It is a fearing noise. It is a noise of victory. It is a noise of release. It is a noise of breakthrough. So hey, right now within you, you might be sitting down, you might be driving, whatever position you might be in, doesn't matter how old you are, how weak you are, it's got nothing to do with it. It's because the voice inside of you, the voice of faith, when it comes out of you, gets amplified. And you see that all the way through Scripture when there's an amplification of God's Word. So you might be a quiet person. You might be a reserved person. You might be a person that's never, ever raised your voice. Today's message is not to teach you how to raise your voice. Today's message is about letting that message come out of you and let the Holy Spirit Amplify the message to your problem. Listen to this. This is in Romans 4, 21. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. This is our father Abraham. This is Abraham in our lineage. We are of the seed of Abraham. And guess what he said? He says this. I am fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised. See, a persuaded heart. See, faith comes out of the heart. The voice comes out of the heart. It's called the persuaded heart. Now, what is a persuaded heart? A persuaded heart is a heart that has looked at all the evidence. See, a persuaded heart doesn't ignore evidence. It doesn't ignore the sense. It doesn't, doesn't ignore how you're feeling. It doesn't ignore what people call is the reality. But what it does is that I have a persuaded heart that God's promises outweigh my present reality. God's promises outweigh so that the promise is bigger than my feeling reality, than my knowing reality, than my touching reality, than my hearing reality, than my speaking reality. What Abraham did, he goes, I'm fully persuaded. I had a look at God's promise. I had a look at my circumstances. And I have made the call. I have made the call. Now, notice going back to my, at the, uh, my opening remark to you about Thomas. Thomas made the call. He said this, I will not believe. He didn't say, I didn't going to have the right information. I, uh, maybe what I need to do is spend more time with people that were with Jesus. He actually made a call. He says, I've weighed the, the decisions and I've made the call. But you are of the spirit of Abraham. You are in Abraham's seed. Your heritage is this. This is your heritage as a believer, that you stand in front of what seems unshakable, what seems unmovable, 
what seems impossible, what seems is totally out of the scope of your ability, your influence, your education level, your financial level, whatever level you choose to measure yourself in. He says, this is it. You look into that, you look straight at it, and you say this. Yes, you're there. Yes, the pain is there. Yes, the bills are there. Yes, the situation is there. But God has given a promise. My faith. So what you do is you let the faith of God start to do the talking. And what Abraham did, he looked at his wife and she was barren. She was past the age. The use by date has already gone by. The expiry date for her to have a child was gone. And he said this, Sarah, I choose to look at the promise of God and not the circumstances. Why? Because a persuaded heart knows that what is seen is always moved by what is unseen. See, what we do is, when God says this, this is why the book of Hebrews 11 is such an amazing chapter to read over and over again. It's because we learn, he says that what we see was eventually made. What we see was made of things that we don't see. So the product of the seen comes from the unseen, the faith realm, where reason is not positioned, not educated, not privy to understand. See, reason only comes after the truth. It comes after what God creates. What, what most people call the invisible realm, which is actually the real realm, which is where everything exists. And so Abraham says this. Let's read it to you again. I am fully persuaded. Now listen, how do you get fully persuaded? How do you get fully persuaded? See, being fully persuaded means this, is that you meditate on God's word. That you start to think about God, that you accept God. So meditation is this, is that I'm thinking God's word. I am experiencing God's word. Every time I worship, every time I pray, every time God's power works inside of me and I acknowledge it, I'm meditating on the word. See, I've come to a conclusion that because I am created by God. I am made for God, that there is a God sense inside of me. And when I start to meditate, when I start to think about God's word, now I, am, I understand this, when we start talking about this, we are talking about believers. We're not talking about unbelievers. We're talking about believers. He says, when a believer takes his rightful place in the presence of God, takes his rightful place as a child of the living God and starts to meditate in the reality of who he is and what has been given him. Things start to change. See, meditation chooses to see by faith, not by sight. See, you and I have a choice. This is the amazing thing that still, I, I'm still so... Bold over, if I can say that, is that, see, Jesus would have never given you a promise without the faith to receive it. Jesus would have never given you a promise if he didn't 
give you the faith to receive it. That is the beauty of our God. Come on, that you can get out of your couch, jump on your couch, do a somersault in the kitchen, wherever you are. You can do this right now. Because just think about this. Every time that you see a promise, it should be an indicator. It should be flashing lights. It should be a fanfare of this. You have the faith to receive it. Now, look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says this, We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the Scriptures when it says this, First I believed, and then I spoke in faith. So we also first believe, and then we speak in faith. You and I have the same spirit. We have the same spirit. It's the spirit of faith. It's the voice of faith. The Bible says this, I first believed in my heart, and then I spoke it. So what happens is a miracle. A miracle always happens in the heart first, and then it is spoken. So what, so what we do is this, is when we see a problem, is we don't just quickly yell at it, shout at it. We go inside. We go, what does my heart believe? What has God spoken? And so what, this is what Abraham did. You'll find this in 2 Corinthians. He's, he's talking about David. He's talking about the men of faith, the women of faith, the victors of faith, the trailblazers of faith. They said this. We looked at the same problems. Here's the amazing thing. Every person faces the same problems, the same devils, the same things. And it's always the same word that overcomes it. So what you have inside of you, the same faith that was in Abraham is in you. The same faith that was in Noah is in you. The same faith that was in David is in you. The same faith that was in David's mighty men is in you. In Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of these great men, in Moses, in Joshua, in, in all the judges of Israel, the same faith is also in you. And so therefore, listen to me carefully, because you have the same faith, you have the same voice. Same faith, same voice. And when you get this, same faith, same voice, same miracle. How amazing is that? You and I, oh, come on, this is really good. This is the beauty of it. As it was with Jesus, all Jesus did, the demon was afar off. The demon realized, oh no, my time is up. Jesus spoke it softly, but faith amplified it. And all of a sudden, the demon was the one crying out, not the other way around. Now look at this. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 14, verses 18, out of that. So what does that tell me? That everything in the sense realm, every problem that you and I are facing is temporal. Now, why is it temporal? Because it's subjected to the voice, the heart of faith, and to the voice of faith. Listen to me very carefully right now. We're going to pray in a moment. We're going to intercede this morning. Just, we're going to start to take steps of faith. 
And God's going to do miracles for us this morning, this Sunday morning, this whatever time that you listen to this. God's going to do this. Let me read it to you again. Because we don't focus. This is the Ted Fabianic version, okay? Um, you won't find this in your Bible app, but you'll find it on, on this channel. Is this. Because we don't focus our heart's attention, our mind's attention, our inward attention on what is seen, but what is unseen. Because I focus my attention on the Word of God. I focus my attention on the finished work of Christ. I focus my attention. It's not how much I love Him, but how much He loves me. I don't focus my attention on what I don't have. I focus my attention that I do have, that I have been given the measure of faith. I have been given the faith that speaks. And when I speak it, it gets amplified to the point that what it is spoken to has to bow down to the faith that is in there. For what is seen is temporary because, because my faith that is inside of me, that is God-given, that disease is temporary. Your lack is temporary. Your depression is temporary. Your, un, your emotional state is temporary. Everything that you are facing with, you need to relabel it as temporary because the Word of God is going to change it. And all you need to do is speak and God will amplify your speech. This is the beauty. You and I don't have to yell. We don't have to strive. We, we, we don't have to try to make it up. We let our faith amplify what's inside of us. So first, you need a persuaded heart. But I am persuaded that Jesus, in his finished work on Calvary, provided for my every need. I believe my heart is persuaded when I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. He took my sin and my sin vanished. And He gave me His righteousness. I believe that God has given me faith so that I can speak and see amazing results with a persuaded heart. Right now, we're going to pray. And I believe that it's going to be amplified. You know what I believe? Because when I start to think faith, it gets so amplified that every voice of doubt gets drowned out. Every voice of drought, sorry, not drought, even drought, whatever it may be, every doubt, every drought, whatever it is, it, because my voice gets amplified, it silences every, every voice. So right now, wherever you are, let's join our faith. Let's join. Right now we have people praying for you. We've got my team here that's recording, praying. And we are believing that today, that your miracle is already happened and we're just going to receive it. So why don't you pray with me? If you're sick right now, if you can, just, just you know, if, you, if, you, if it's a heart issue, you can put your hand on your heart. If it's a stomach issue, you can put it there. If it's a mind, you can put it there. But do something as a recognition.
And when we're going to speak, we're going to speak words of healing over your life, the words of prosperity. You, you, you might be going, but Ted, oh, I've got a broken relationship. Well, we're going to speak to that relationship right now. This is the time where we put everything into action. So join in prayer with me today. Father, we just come into you. Father, we just thank you that we have a voice. Father, we thank you that we have a voice today and we have a voice of faith, the voice of faith that says all things are possible to him who has who's believed, who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so, Father, right now, we thank you as we pray that our voice will be amplified that our faith will be amplified. That, Father, it's not about distance, as it was with Jesus. At the moment he got out of the boat, that he just softly spoke, come out of him. And he was so amplified that it scared the demon. And, Father, it is the same with us right now. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, with a persuaded heart, that Jesus has already won the victory on my behalf. Father, right now, I speak healing into every situation. Father, God, whether it's a physical problem, Father, from, from cancer to tumors to slip discs, Father, for hernias, Father, for muscle dysfunction, Father, God, for people that are depressed emotionally, Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever doesn't comply, Father, to the original mandate of how God created us. Father, we just speak healing in Jesus' name. We speak healing in Jesus' name. Father, we declare, by your stripes, I have already been healed. I claim it in Jesus' name. And right now, if you've got broken relationships, whether it be a marriage problem, whether it be you know, with your children, our relatives, or at work, whatever relationship and whatever sphere is in, we are now going to believe. We are going to go pray and let our voice be amplified in that situation. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you. And we speak reconciliation into every relationship. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, bring it all together. Father, in Jesus, what, it's, what seems impossible to man is possible to you, Jesus. And so, Father, right now, we speak this amplified word, this amplified faith. Be reconciled and be healed in Jesus' name. You know, just, just before, we go, before I go, just before we finish preaching... I want to invite you, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you might be listening to this and you go, Ted, this is the gospel? Is this the gospel that Jesus preached? It's not this kind of wishy-washy thing. This is it, that this is what's capable. When I give my life to God, hey, yes, it is. There are billions of people around the globe that will actually testify with this. And, and, and what do you need to do? It's not what you need to do, is what you need to believe. And this is it. Remember, from the heart to the mouth, to the reality, is this. Number one, is you just need to believe that Jesus loves you. You need to believe that he died and was punished for you, that he took your sin, and then he also rose again from the dead to give you eternal life. So if you pray this prayer after me, and believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth, a miracle is about to happen. Just repeat this after me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus died for me. 
I believe that on the cross, He paid for all of my sin, all of my sickness, all of my deficiencies, all that I have ever, ever done wrong and will do wrong. I right now believe that He did this for me. I believe that He died for me. I believe that He rose again from the dead for me. And right now, I receive Him as my Lord and as my Saviour. In Jesus' name, I am saved because of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you've done that for the first time, hey, you'll see the information on the screen. We'd love to send you some information. And if you've got any questions, we'd love to just to help you. So if you're in in this area where the church is, hey, you're please welcome to come. If you're living outside, let us know. We will help you find a great church. Uh, We'll also give you as much information on what has happened to you in that. Hey, believe in the very best for you. I believe that when you speak, your faith amplifies it and the victory has already happened. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you next week.